when I walked outside and looked back in the room, it was like a cloud. You almost couldn't see the people. Like it was like a physical cloud of glory. And all I know is the presence of God was so strong. I felt like I died and went to heaven. Churches uniting, getting hungry. There's a shift you can tell for about a year now. Something has shifted in the country. Not completely, not perfect, but just at the point where God can get in and start doing something radical that He's never done before. Welcome to Charisma Connection. I'm your host today, Jenny Rose Curtis, and today over the phone I have with me David Herzog of David Herzog Ministries. And he and his wife, Stephanie, have been missionaries. They founded David Herzog Ministries, and they're both graduates of Christ for the Nations Institute. They have a very special story. And so, David, before we get started and plunging into the meat of our interview, can you just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and what's driving you in your ministry and your passion for God, and how has Jesus changed you and changed your ministry? Sure. Yeah, I've been in the ministry for about 27 years 12 of these years lived on the mission field and saw amazing things and revivals breaking out for six months and stadiums and all the conferences and all that stuff that you see. And But one day, about 1999, after a six-month revival, it went for six months. Um, so actually, it was shortly after Pensacola revival. We went to visit there. They went for six months in Paris, France. It was great. It was the wow. longest revival in 50 years in one place. I think you guys even reported on it once. And But then after that, I felt like, the Lord said, I have something greater than this revival. There's a greater intimacy with me and a greater glory. And I said, yeah. I, I, and it was funny. The, the more I was, God was using me, the more empty I felt because I was giving out so much. But I said, there's got to be more. And so the Lord said, well, if you pull out of this revival and see my face for the next few months, I'll release to you a much greater glory, which was hard because, you know, a country less than 1% Christian, and suddenly you're the, you're the main revivalist for six months straight revival in one place. That's never happened in 50 years, and, and I'm willing to pull out of that to seek God for a greater glory. But I was so desperate inside. The closer I got to God, the more I felt I didn't have enough. And I said, yes, God, I want whatever, I want more of you. So I, I quit the revival. I told the pastor, I feel it's time for you to, you know, you guys can continue, but from my part, I need to pull back. And I saw this face really, you know, facet, pray, just whatever. Went to different revival places and places God was moving. And then I got really visited by God at Ruth Heflin's campground in Ashton, Virginia. That, that just a heavy, I mean, literally, when you walk in the room, I know this sounds crazy, but when I walked outside and looked back in the room, it was like a cloud. You almost couldn't see the people. Oh, my like, goodness. Like a physical cloud of glory. Wow. And all I know is the presence of God was so strong. I felt like I died and went to heaven for like a week. I literally thought, wait a second, I didn't know this realm existed. I knew the anointing. I knew the gifts. I thought I knew the glory. I talked, preached about it. But, but when I was in that realm, I realized I had never been in that level of God's glory and nothing mattered. Ministry didn't matter. Nothing. I just wanted to be in that presence with God, no wow. matter what, home, on the plane. It's like it's like getting saved again. Like, yeah. Just, oh, God. It was like a whole new exciting, you know, and that's after living on the mission field, been in Bible school, been everything. And out of that, just new intimacy and visitation with God when I'm alone with God. Then I go out back out to preach, and I didn't realize what I'd received, and things would explode. Mm. I mean, people would get saved really fast. Miracles were exploding, signs and wonders. I wasn't even praying for signs and wonders. I was just asking for more of God. You know, like, God, it just got to be more. 
And then just crazy, you know, things would happen. People, terminal cancers would be healed. A lot of unusual miracles, too, like people losing weight. They were way overweight, like 70 pounds would just be gone. And one time, at one, well, a lot of places it happened. One guy lost 70 pounds in one meeting. Just crazy, supernatural oh things. And, and he needed to lose it because he was at the point where right. it was affecting his heart. He, mm-hmm. It wasn't for looks. It was for, like, he needed to lose weight supernaturally faster. He's in trouble. Just a lot of creative miracles. People missing teeth, you know. Even grandmas, suddenly there's teeth in their mouth and cancers healed and death. And we've seen a lot of that, but it was like on a way accelerated pace. And the presence, the thing, it wasn't just the miracles. The presence of God the Lord would fill the meetings where people would feel so close to God. You know, versus you go to a meeting, a guy's doing a healing meeting, he's laying hands on everybody in the line. You're sitting there watching it, but you don't feel the presence of God. That's just a gift operating. But it was the glory of God would invade the meetings, which everyone would talk about more than the miracles. Wow, God was there versus, oh, yeah, we saw some manifestations, you know. Right. So that's kind of what drove me back then. And then I came back to the U.S. God told me to come back. I had a a vision when I was um, 18, 19, how God would use me in Europe, and he did, and we still go. And we did all the big stuff there. But then he said, I'm going to send you back before the last great awakening in the United States. And that was the late 80s. 91, went to mission fields for 12 years, lived in France, but went all over the world and all over Europe and did stuff, and um, came back in 05, and God said, I'm going to send you a few years before the last great awakening, and I really believe we're on the verge of uh, the greatest awakening, because I said, Lord, why would you send me back to the U.S., which has way more Christians in these other countries? He said, because I'm, I need all hands on deck for this last great harvest that's coming. Right. And America is my key country. If I can bring it to America, I can spread it to the world one more time. So I believe we're right on that verge of that. So that's what drives me, is something's about to happen in the United States. You see it even in the natural realm, and the political realm, and the, the laws changing, The a lot more churches uniting, getting hungry. There's a shift, you can tell, for about a year now. Something has shifted in the country. Not completely, not perfect, but just at the point where God can get in and start doing something radical that he's never done before. Yeah, David, that is so exciting, just the glory, the weighty glory and presence of God. And that seems to be the core of your conference, Summer of Glory, which is coming up pretty soon. So can you tell us a little bit about the Summer of Glory? Yeah, Summer of Glory, because of the timing we're in, I prayed about it. God told me, have it in the summer. We usually do it at Pentecost, but he said, no, don't do it at Pentecost, do it at summer, at the summertime. And he said that's going to be a har- it's going to be an impartation for the harvest. So it's going to be the glory of God, the spirit of awakening, and harvest being released. So I said, okay, Lord, who do you want me to invite? He goes, well, you, of course, you're speaking, of course, it's your conference, <laughs> definitely. But he said, then he said, invite Lou Engle. I said, okay, well, Lou Engle, that was only, that was about April or May, I invited him in April, I think. I said, well, Lou Engle's probably busy. I mean, it's at a short notice, Lord. And he said, yeah, just call him and he'll come. Wow. I'm like, really? And I'm thinking, he does the call, 100,000 people. He doesn't speak in a lot of conferences. Right. So I, I call him, I tell him the vision of what I see in the future, that this is an impartation for the stadium that's being filled across America, but in a supernatural way, not so much in a man-made agenda way. And he, and he tells me, you know, normally I have something planned, but I'm changing my schedule to come. Because when he got the vision for even the call, he got that vision in Phoenix, Arizona. That was where he got the vision for all the stuff he's doing. And he's waiting for the day that he can release something in in the in Phoenix for so something something major like that is so that that's and that was just another confirmation of what God's about to do. 
Uh, Reinhard Bonnke agreed to come, which wow, he doesn't yeah. travel as much either. Mm-hmm. He felt very strongly. And we might even have some other surprise guests that come too. So um, Jake Hamilton doing the worship, Breakthrough. So it's going to be exciting. and There's going to be a lot of surprises. But it, I really believe something's going to be released of an impartation for mass harvest, awakening, and, and the heavy, heavy, heavy glory of God that people are seeking. Because I call it, you know, there's a, I call it the faded glory versus the new glory. Some people have a glory from past moves of God that they've been part of, and their whole ministry reputation, the way they pray, the way they think, is kind of based on those past moves of God. And so sometimes their, their grid is, is limited to what God did in the last moves. And they don't, and so, but what God's showing me is those are, those glories, as awesome as they are, those outpourings, they're kind of fading, and there's something new that God's bringing that's much greater. Because up to now, the glory of God's been mostly relegated to smaller meetings and conference here and there, but not the whole nation. But it's like Obadiah. He got the Ark of the Covenant. He could pretty much catch it in his house, because the people weren't ready for it. You know, two priests dropped dead, and they they didn't know how to handle it. One day, David said, you know, we need to bring this to the capital. And the whole country needs the glory of God, and then they, so I think America is getting to a place where God, where it's slowly being able to handle the greater glory. People are kind of desperate; they're hungry. Right. They're not wanting just a night, just manifestations, or just someone's anointing or gifting. They really want the Shekinah of glory of God to show up. And I think that's where we're at. The Great Awakenings with Wesley and Whitfield, all the, that was that was a. I mean, there was a glory there. We read the history, historical accounts. It wasn't just good advertising and a good meeting. It was like people just dropping on the ground, open open air, just, oh, God, I need you, and God just blanketing. Things right. like that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, you have this vision for a fresh anointing, a fresh revival. What do you think we're going to see God do in America specifically, like on the news or in churches? What are we going to see God doing in terms of revival and harvest and awakening in America? Yeah, first I see a new glory is coming, because if you look at Acts 2, Holy Spirit fell, then there was a harvest. And then and after a few years, Acts 4, they, they got desperate again, the persecution increased. They said, God, they didn't say, give us another harvest of souls, they said, we need another outpouring. Right. They cried to God, Lord, stretch out your hands again, pour out your spirit, move in signs and wonders. And then God visited them, the place was shaken. Then you see the next few chapters, it, wasn't, it doesn't say people were added to the church, it says, and mul- uh, the number of disciples multiplied. Then a few chapters later, number, uh, there was multitudes. So you need rain before you get harvest. So this, the glory has to come first. The outpouring of God's presence, glory, is about to fall, and that's what the conference is about. And then and when that new glory falls, a new harvest comes. You can't get a new harvest off of an old glory. Oh, that's good. You need new rain for a new harvest. So people are trying to get soul-saved or stadiums filled off of the last revivals from 10, 20 years ago. It's just not going to happen. Right. And now you just right, returned. Yeah, new glory is coming. Exactly. So you were telling me before that you just returned from Israel. What do you see God yeah. doing over there? Oh, we're seeing incredible. I mean, Israel is supposed to be a tough place. We're seeing creative miracles, signs and wonders, people getting saved. Israelis running up to me. I, we did one meeting. Um, we just came back, but we did another one a year or two ago. We I mean, we filled the stadium. There was a the Pi Auditorium, seats about three thousand. It was almost full. And I, I kid you not, not only were just the normal healings and cancers healed, there was two people literally that grew like, I'd say like six inches, four to six inches taller. It was on the cameras. Everyone saw it. Oh, wow. It. Taller, like crazy, crazy. Yeah. And then the, then the Israeli security guards, I'm walking back to my ride, and they run up to me, sir, can we talk to you? So I thought there was a problem. And he goes, can you pray for us? 
And I go, well, you know, I know you're Jewish. I'm praying in Yeshua's name, Jesus, Yeshua. They go, we don't, we don't mind. We saw the miracles. We know God's with you. We want whatever you have. I said, well, it's your Jewish Messiah. They're like, we don't mind. We're not arguing. So when the Jews seek a sign, when they see the signs and wonders, they, they didn't argue anymore about, well, we're Jewish and da-da-da, and, and we don't believe in Jesus. They just, once they saw it, there was no questions asked. It was just like, pray, whatever, wide open. So I'm seeing Israelis becoming wide open to the gospel when it's in the presence of God's glory, because they had the glory with Moses and Elijah, and with signs following. Right. Wow. That's incredible. Just these miracles that are happening and God opening hearts through the miracles, because that's what miracles oh, yeah, are crazy. for. Exactly. So it's not about focusing on the miracles for miracles right. sake or to uplift a ministry. It's pointing them back to Jesus. They're exactly. like, wow, if he could heal the body, then I want to know about the Jesus for my life. And that's the whole purpose. Some, some people get off where their ministry is only about miracles. They don't even do altar calls anymore. They just... And it's not that. At the point of the miracles, the point back to Jesus. Exactly. Because if you don't believe my words, believe in the miracles that I do. That he even said that. Paul said, I don't come with just persuasive words of human wisdom or eloquent speech, but I come in demonstration of the power of God. In Corinthians, he said, so that your faith will be in the power of God, not just words. So a lot of American ministries, a lot of words, teaching, you, you know, click on to Christian TV, it's good, but there's no power confirming what they're speaking. So if an atheist, a New Ager, a Muslim, or a Jew is watching, they're saying, why would I change my whole life for that? How do I know that's really real? There's no way to—you need some kind of confirmation of what you're saying, that this is more powerful than anything else. Absolutely. So, David, I think our listeners would really want to know more about the Summer of Glory. Is there anywhere that they can go on the web to learn more about the conference or more about your ministry? Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's sign up. It's June 14 to 17. You can sign up at the website www.thegloryzone.org, and that's the best way. And I'd have them hurry up and register because it's going to it's going to be packed, packed. You know, once we hit full capacity, you know, then of course there's the fire laws and everything like that. So I would just, if they know they want to come, just sign up now. Don't wait till the last minute. A lot of people do that, and then they're they're like having trouble, or they can't get a seat, right. or they're sitting in the back, standing, they're just standing in the very back, or <laughs> peeking in the window. But definitely, you want to come. People come from all over the states. Even other countries are flying in from all over, so it definitely got to be there. <laughs> got to be in Phoenix at that time, where it's right near the airport too. It's like 15 minutes away, and you can even stay at the hotel. There's special hotel rates, so literally you're at the hotel of the conference. We're running a big uh, conference center in the hotel, so you literally just walk. You don't need to rent a car. You can just stay at the hotel and just walk to the meetings and come back and have dinner in the restaurant or whatever. That's great. And David, it's been such a pleasure to interview you and hear just what God is doing, not only in your life and what he has done in your life, but what he's doing in your ministry and in America and really across the world. So do you mind sharing one more time the website so listeners know exactly where to go? Sure. Go to www.thegloryzone.org. Don't make sure to put the, the, the glory zone. So thegloryzone.org. Wonderful. And you go there and then look for the banner which shows the Summer of Glory and click on that and you can register right there. And you can look, get your hotel. You can call the hotel, get it booked at the special rate. And love to have you guys. Love to have the Charisma listeners coming. And I know they're hungry for something new. I know everyone's feeling something's about to happen in America. We're seeing it on the news, in the natural, but now the spiritual has to happen. The shift has to happen there. Absolutely. So, David, would you mind closing us out with a prayer? Sure, definitely. But I just pray for everyone that's listening right now, that the heavy presence of God's glory would fill them, even through the airwaves, that they would feel right now and sense the presence of God's glory, the intimacy with the Father, 
through the Son, Jesus, Yeshua. Let your presence fill them right now. Let your glory woo them back to them, to you, Lord. Let their first love be rekindled, their first love with you, before they were worried about the politics of ministry or this ministry or that ministry. Lord, when they were just saved and just so happy to just sit at your feet and spend hours with you, bring that first love back to those who are listening. Maybe those have been discouraged by ministries or they didn't treat them right or, or they, scandals or whatever, things that they're looking at that are maybe negative. Bring them back to your first love, Lord. Bring them back to when they were just so happy to be saved and to know you and then make you known. I pray that glory would come. There'll be a new season in their life, a new shift in this season in their life. Even old dreams that they put on the shelf thought would never happen. Lord, I thank you that you're giving them those dreams back, and they're going to start walking into their destiny. There's still time. As long as they're breathing, God can still rekindle those old dreams and destinies, and they could be using this great last awakening that's coming in your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. David, thank you. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's interview, and may God fill you with fresh glory. Tune in next time to the Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.